What's up, you guys? Episode two of the Independent Wrestling Spotlight Series podcast is upon us. And I know what some of you may be thinking based on the description and link you're seeing. John, Warren Hayes, he's not a wrestler. Why are you spotlighting him? Uh uh-uh. uh. As Jack Black said in the School of Rock, just because you're not in the band doesn't mean you're not in the band. This podcast is dedicated to everyone in the wrestling community, people I find interesting, no matter what their job may be. And Warren Hayes is an amazing personality who exudes just all sorts of positivity and does a great job. And he covers everything from the independent scene all the way up to the WWE. So it made perfect sense to have him come on today. And we're talking the state of women's wrestling, his his website, Bell to Bells, his show, The Mr. Warren Hayes Show. So I hope you guys enjoy that. And until then, Spaceships has been kind enough to drop by and give us a track to listen to before the interview with Warren. You can check out Spaceships on Spotify and Apple Music. And here is their track, Parallels. Enjoy.
Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode two of the Independent Wrestling Spotlight Series podcast. My guest at this time is none other than Mr. Warren Hayes. And I'll just start off by saying, how the hell are you, Warren? <laughs> I'm doing great. I'm, I'm doing very, very well. Thank you very much for having me. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure to be joining you. Thank you very much for coming on. And just a little backstory real quick. As, as many of my followers know, I do my best to highlight the, as much as I can on the independent side of wrestling. So when we started, when I started this podcast venture, I thought, wow, I could hear a lot of great stories if we went to an audio version. And then I thought even bigger, I thought bigger. I was like, we don't even have to talk to just wrestlers. We can talk to content creators, ring announce, anybody, anybody in the independent side of the wrestling world that is doing their own thing and making it happen. And I couldn't think of a better guest in that realm than you the star of the Mr. Warren Hayes show and the co-owner of Bell to Bells. So I just wanted to have you come on and just tell us, you know, tell me your side of the story and how did you get started in this side of the wrestling world? What, what drew you to want to be, is it, is content creator the right word? I I guess. Sure. (laughs) Like whatever's on it, whatever's more fashionable. Let's just use that. (laughs) There you go. Whatever the term is. There you go. How did you get, how did you get to this point? Um, Well, I I started a little over two years ago. I, um, I've been, I've been a wrestling fan for the majority of, of my life, like from, from being a kid right up to now. Uh, And, um, and for some reason, like, you know, watching wrestling, but not really, it hadn't really connected in my brain that, these days, you know, in, 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 in the year 2000, that people would actually be using like YouTube and podcasting to do, to do wrestling. And then that's to talk about wrestling. I mean, and, and then I started researching about it. I just like, Oh, I wonder if there's wrestling created content, uh, creation content, content creators that are out there uh, <laughs> doing the thing. And, and I stumble upon, I, and I stumble upon a few, I like, um, like uh, going in raw, right? The, the Stephen Larson going in raw. Um, back then when the cultaholic guys were still at what culture? Uh, fightful, you know, all these places that were uh, putting out recaps and and uh, creating lists and stuff like that. And I was like, okay, this is pretty cool. So I'd watch the wrestling, then tune into the post shows, and you know, listen to the analysis and all that, and and get to know the personalities as well. Like you know, when you start with when you start thinking about uh, when you start talking about you know strong personalities, not just people who talk about wrestling, but who also deliver a, a persona, you know, the cultaholic guys when they were uh, when they were over at at what culture still, they all had very defined characters, you know, Jack the Jobber and King Ross, and you know they all they were all. It was all. Um, there was a whole other level to it. Stephen Larson had this great dynamic uh, between the both of them. It's like listening to a couple of friends talk about wrestling. You know, uh, friends that you know, like an old couple. They've they've known them. They've known each other way too long. You know, kind of thing. So I'm like, well, you know, maybe I could try this out. Like maybe I could try. And it was just always in the back of my mind. And one day, as I was, I actually started writing about wrestling. If we're retracing the steps, 
I I had a re- I had a writing gig at um, Fansided, uh, the Daily DDT, and that's where I met a whole bunch of people. I met a whole bunch of people and and, and friends that I still have to this, to this day. And and my current fiance is where I I met her there as well, Kristen Ashley. Oh, that's and awesome. uh, that's and um, so, so you know I was I was dipping my toe in and writing, and I liked the writing, but quickly. I was like, yeah, you know what? I, I really want to get behind a microphone. I want to, I want to talk. I want to do stuff like that. And one day, Sean Ross Sapp from Fightful tweets out from his account. He says, does anyone want to join me for a, a retro review of, I think it was Great American Bash. I don't remember which one. It doesn't really matter. But he says, Would it? And he says, DM me. So I DM him instantly. And I say, yeah, definitely. I'll, I'll join you. And he says, cool. Do you have a microphone? I said, yeah, absolutely. So... I so he says okay cool we set the time I put on my coat get the hell out of the house to go buy a microphone um <laughs> and uh, and that fake it till you make and, it fake it yep. till you make it um and uh and that's essentially how that's that was my start that's how I I I I did that first one with Sean and I was like okay this is really fun okay. started up my own channel um Sean eventually brought me on to to fightful to do all sorts of content first on fightful select uh and then um and then doing post shows and uh like regular post shows on the smackdown show on i i do post post shows for pay-per-views and monday night wars uh and not monday night wednesday night wednesday night wars there, there wasn't youtube wednesday in 1996 night. what am i talking about um, and, uh, and, uh, and, and then in the meantime, doing my own thing on my own channel, uh, doing the YouTube thing, converting it into podcasting. And it's just, it, that's what I've been doing since. So that's, that's essentially how I started. It's just like getting the feel, getting the feel of how things were going. What are these people doing? So on, you know, how can I do this and bring a little, extra something what 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 would be my flavor what what how how would i how would i stand out in a world of king rosses and uh and going in raws how would i stand out in all of that kind of thing i think that's what we're all we're all striving to do is figure out our little niche in this little niche sport and that's crazy because the 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 thing is is quickly i i got um when, once I started, I, uh, I, I got in contact with a bunch – well, not got in contact, but you eventually start talking with, a, you know, different creators like we're doing, right? You know, we've chatted before this and so on. Right, yep. And um, and developing a network, right? And start – you know, I'm, I've, I've made some fantastic friends like Anthony Souter of – formerly of Smart to Death, fantastic guy. Uh, JPQ of uh, the uh, No Particular Angle podcast one of my best buddies uh as far as it all goes and such a great guy like i told you i met my fiance online you know so there you go nothing wrong with that so the so as we're so so you know as as we're reaching out and doing things i realize very quickly that you know we're it like you said it's a niche market right and you know like already Catering to online fans is niche in about itself, but like wrestling is a niche itself. And then you have niches within niches. You have the WWE faithful, you have the AEW faithful, you have the people who just listen to indie stuff or watch indie stuff, I should say. So 
And if you've realized, yeah. like me, you can't make any one of them. No, no, of course not. But the idea, the idea <laughs> is that, you know, since we're all struggling to get that very, very limited, that very, very limited slice of mind share that's out there, I've always seen what we do as coopetition, right? Where we, we're, we're all vying for attention. We all want to grow. We all want to improve. We all want more people to listen. But we to a, to a certain extent we all sort of have to prop each other up and uh and 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 work together cuz if it, if everyone looks good and everyone comes across well it's good for everyone you know what i mean it's not just good for warren hayes if wrestling plug uh does well it's good for everyone right it's it it just elevates it just Absolutely. elevates the entire community if you want to call it that that's how that's how this started here for us or for me i run most of it i have a few people that help out a little sure. bit on the side but was sure. to just spread the word of the wrestling community like like you said propping people up is huge I, I feel like if there's more wrestling on TV, I don't care if you like AEW, Impact, New Japan, whatever, more wrestling on TV is yeah. a good thing. More more wrestling podcasts are a good thing. More independent shows is a good thing. So that's why I do this, and I want to bring people on like yourself and others and highlight not the people that you only see on Mondays and Wednesdays and Fridays on TV because there's a whole sea of us out there. And like you said, it's – one of those things where this niche community and you find really, like you said, you met your fiance online and I've met some really amazing people just mm -hmm. talking wrestling. And the fact that there's people that want to be on and talk wrestling with me is a very humbling thing. And it's an amazing community that we're building. Now it's not all positive, but my goal and what I've noticed from you stumbling upon you, how you said you stumbled upon some stuff. That's how I'm, found the Warren Hayes show as I stumbled across Dave Wednesday Night Wars podcast and Fightful and I was like this guy just you you can see the passion through the screen you can hear it when he's talking wrestling he truly loves it and this is what he loves to do and it just from that moment I was hooked and had to follow you and just keep you know try to keep in contact with you and see what you're doing and support everything that you do that's my goal here right with all of this right. so you uh Oh, excuse me. I am. Ooh, Take your time. Over some words there. Ooh. So you um, you do the YouTube thing. You you also are the co-owner of Bells to Bells, which is a very women-centric yeah. um, page on a uh, web. <laughs> let, 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 really let's call it a website. How about that? A website, a web page, a website. Now, is that. Was that like a um, collaborative effort where you really wanted to just hone in on the women's side of professional wrestling, or did it just? I'm gonna fall I'm gonna pull out one of the biggest be? cliches that any contemporary wrestling fan can pull out. Um, I was, I, the, the the WWE from 2010 to 2015 ish, right? Was it? I did. It wasn't the glory days. Sure, there was CM Punk hanging around. That was that was cool. That you know that has that had something right. there, but um, but it was it wasn't great and it wasn't very compelling. And 
and I was kind of getting towards the end of, I was kind of getting towards the end of my rope. Okay. Where I was like, yeah, okay, we're good now. Let, you know, sort of maybe, maybe I started to, 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 to fall, fall away from wrestling. But then you know what happened? Yeah, it was tough yeah. to watch. Yeah, exactly. Yep. It, it's not that it's not that they weren't there. There wasn't talent. There weren't there weren't any breakout real superstars. Like outside of again, John Cena. Um, you know, the Shield at some point a little later on started. That was cool. Uh, the CM Punk stuff, of course, fantastic. That's hard to deny. But anyway, but you know what got me back in? And like I said, it's going to be a cliche because tons of people have said this before, and I'm one of them, quite unfortunately. Uh, two ladies, uh, maybe you've heard of them, uh, Sasha Banks and Bailey. Uh, little event in 2015 Absolutely. called uh, NXT Takeover Brooklyn. I wasn't even, I wasn't even sub oh, yes. to the WWE Network at the time, so I got around to seeing it because. Everyone, everyone around me was like, or at least online was like, greatest match of all time, greatest women's match of all time. So I, I, I watched and I was like, holy crap, this is absolutely fantastic. So uh, women's wrestling got me back into wrestling, if that's, if that's something that makes sense to you. Um, oh, no, absolutely. CM Punk sure. got me back into wrestling. And you know, so we all have those moments where we fell out because it was kind of hokey around that time, and then there was always there's something that brought you back in. So I, I get that, yeah, that Sasha and Bailey and and then you know, like the um, and and then you know, I I sort of start diving more into NXT, and I'm discovering Finn Balor, and I'm discovering uh, uh, uh who was around back then, Samoa Joe, I guess, um, Samoa Kevin Owens. Well, I knew Kevin Owens because Kevin Owens is. He's from the same. He's from Neville and yeah. Sammy but th those Zane. were guys that I've seen them wrestle live. They wrestled in my where I live. We we share the same part of the country here in Canada. So, uh, but but yeah, you know, it's like you just then you you start realizing that there's whole there's this whole underbelly, and then you realize how thriving the indie scene is. And um, but it's really women's wrestling that got me back into it. So I'm I'm taking a really really long way to 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 explain why why bells bell to bells is something um i've always been a, a a super proponent from that point on of women's wrestling of giving uh giving women proper time on television equal opportunities uh you know i'm you know always at the forefront clamoring for main events uh more time for the women uh, equal time uh so on and so forth so um, so Kristen, my fiance, what is it? The sixth time I mentioned it at this point. And <laughs> the, hey, you, I talk about my wife on this <laughs> podcast more than I'm sure she cares. To know. <laughs> Kristen comes up with this idea. It was her idea. She's so is, where she's like, I'd like to do, I, I'd like to start off a, a website for, uh, for women's wrestling. Uh, and, uh, and basically I was like, look, uh, why don't let's let's join venture this? I would gladly get on board and and uh, and and help out in any way I can. Um, and uh, so you know we basically founded this together with a, a third party, Lauren Founds, uh, and um, and yeah. So so basically, 
what we're trying to do there is not as much be a news site. You know, we're not trying to be like the Wrestling Observer of women's wrestling. That's not it because you can go to the Wrestling Observer to get news, you know, to get like, oh, so-and-so's contract is up or that kind of stuff. We'd, we'd be paddling up uh, against uh, against the current, right? It'd just be really, really difficult. But what we want to do instead is be uh, advocates for women's wrestling. So spotlight spotlight the big happenings that are happening in in uh, in the world of women's wrestling. Spotlight the athletes, uh, the wrestlers who perform, um, and and really give voice a, a, a true voice to that entire that that entire genre to a certain extent of of wrestling because uh, you know there's there's this conception that uh oh well you know Becky Lynch and uh and Ronda Rousey and Charlotte main evented at WrestleMania victory is ours you know women's wrestling won sure that was a huge huge step that's Something that, uh, you know, when WWE likes to tout its historic first moments, that's a true-to-form, real-deal, historic first moment. Um, But there's still a lot that needs to be done. We're not quite there yet where, uh, in the sense of of equality, you know, and I'm not just talking about, it's it's not a question of... um, it, it, not necessarily a question of, you know, ring time, you know, is it split down the middle at 50? Uh, you know, if the show was an hour, do the women get 30 minutes and do the guy get, do the guys get 30 minutes? Equality and opportunities, equality and air time. Uh, I understand, you know, I'm not a dummy. I understand that, you know, the, a lot of the drawing power is still with men and that's okay. But, you know, if you never, put your women in positions where they can draw, or if you never book them in ways that they will be, uh, that audiences will be compelled to tune in to watch them and feel emotionally attached to them, then they'll, of course, they'll never draw. They'll never get the rating that you want. They'll never get the buy rate for your pay-per-view that you want. Um, So there's still work to be done. Uh, I wouldn't say that we're, that we're, close to parody. I don't even, you know, I don't even think that, uh, I, I think that there's still instances that if we let our guard down, so to speak, uh, we'd fall back into old patterns. We saw it, uh, just a few months ago with CZW who were putting out pay-per-views, uh, of old match, old women's matches and giving them like soft, soft, por- soft porn, uh, yeah. names and descriptions. You know, I've had a wonderful talk with Lufisto about that. Who's a legend in the business. She's a hardcore uh, a hardcore wrestler, intergender. She's done it all. She's over twenty years in the business, and and she's being she's being introduced, you know, as like you know, uh, or at least in the descriptions of you know having uh, large uh, large breasts and things like that. I'm, I'm avoiding the the exact terms because you know, it's some point like it's your show, and I don't want to. <laughs> I don't. I don't I, you can oh. you can say what you want on this show, but I I appreciate that you're dancing around. Yeah, yeah, that there's also that too. And and but yes, feel free to feel free to say <laughs> what you feel around here. And so, so, <laughs> so sure, 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 that, sure, sure, to sure. that I'm point, if I can Please real quick, me. you know, go ahead. just I know, go right ahead. You know, this is this is oh, your spotlight. <laughs> this is your time. But um, with the like you said, with the women. <laughs> 
the women's um, evolution and revolution, if you will, has where I believe we are in the golden era of women's wrestling in terms yeah. of it's just the best it's ever been. And they're getting more opportunities than not. What do you think the next step is in that evolution? Like what you just, you touched on a little bit where you said you don't think we're quite there with the equality and the ring time. And what would you like to see the women's landscape achieve next or be given next to feel like we're getting to that equal footing? I I would like to see uh, more weekly shows featuring their women uh, at in top spots and in and in uh, <coughs> AEW. <laughs> no, but the, AEW is a very good example <laughs> of something that's extremely frustrating um, because, uh, and I don't I don't want to get on an AEW rant because I I have one every two weeks on my own podcast. Um, there's <laughs> yes, it's true he says, it, but it is it is. The, the 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 problem that they have is the problem that AEW has is that they created the expectation for them for themselves. They have no one to blame but themselves. They said from the get go when they when they hired Britt, when they hired Kylie Ray, when they got Nyla Rose in, it's like we're gonna put effort into our women's division. We're going to we're gonna feed it properly. And it's going to be special. And you know, AEW from the get go, when they were doing all their ground, their their their, their grassroots campaigning, they were saying, we, we want to change the world. We're not going to do like the other guys. Uh, we're going to do things differently. Well, they are definitely doing things differently than what WWE does because it's hard to bitch against WWE, especially when it comes to, especially when you think about NXT and how deep the talent roster is and how well they use their women. Halloween Havoc is probably one of the biggest. Uh, non-pay-per-view events that NXT put on this year popped its biggest rating of the year. What headlined? What headlined? EO versus Candice, a women's match. Women's. And not only that, it was fantastic. Oh, yeah, I could watch those two wrestle weekly. And I'm not a huge Candice LeRae person, and th- but I know and, what she brings to the table. Oh, no, I mean, the match was, I, but I love the, the match was fantastic. Yeah, and, and that's the thing is oh. that WWE cultivates this. They're not perfect. They're absolutely not perfect. When I see um, catty storylines, you know, where it's like, clearly this is a storyline written by a guy who thinks this is how women talk to each other. I'm like, my God, you know, but then they'll turn around and they'll give us a storyline like Mandy and Otis, which I thought was fantastic because of the intricacies that they, that they had with Sonya Deville and the storyline finishes with uh, Mandy not being a Jezebel and stabbing Otis in the back, but actually full on falling in love with him and picking him, you know, having this moment where she's like, this is right. my man and I love him for real, you know. And I As know a man that relates that's to what Otis. made the angle so great. <laughs> that's why. It worked. And I wish. I wish they would have. I mean, I wish the circumstances around that whole thing would have been better because yes, think y'all absolutely needed a crowd. That whole storyline needed a crowd, and then that, and then that absolute garbage that happened with which Sony is a shame. And that psychotic fan ruined what I thought. It was absolute shame. That guy, whoever that is, needs help. That is not okay in any circumstance under the sun. That definitely ruined what I thought was going to be one of the 
biggest like storylines of the year. I thought Otis was hot money in the bank. I thought it was going to work. I mean, look, that's the direction that, that it ended up happening, but I mean, I can't fault them for what they did for the better part, the first part of the year. It led into WrestleMania, right? Right after WrestleMania, when they had that fantastic poolside dream sequence where Mandy is dreaming of Otis coming out dripping wet of the pool, you know, it's like, it's so good. It's all so perfect. Role reversal and everything. This was an angle that had been going out for seven months. Yeah. And they, like you said, they did the, they did the best thing they could have done instead of doing the stereotypical Otis is fawning over me. Cause they, they could have done it, exactly. And they could have done uh, Mandy likes Otis a lot, but she just wants to be friends or they could have done the pure wrestling thing and have her backstab him, you know, just using him to split up, uh, split up uh, the heavy machinery and then have her own agenda. But they didn't do that. They went through something very, very cool. So I see glimmers like that, like to come full circle back to your question, because we we went off on a couple of tangents. <clears throat> That's my. I had, to get, I had to get you in a rant on my podcast because you're, you're famous for them. I had to figure out how to get. Um, so yeah, when we, but but to 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 come back to your question, you know, I think that what um, we need we need to m- normalize it more and more, and I think NXT is doing a very good job at normalizing. Uh, at normalizing the uh, uh, the their women's wrestlers in top matches, right in top situations, I think it's it's something that we're seeing more and more of, and we're on the right path. I don't remember an episode of NXT where there haven't been where there wasn't any women at all on the show, and that's good. Um, and but you know, again, the the guys are taking up uh, still take up most of the show. Um, and I, I still take up most of the show, and I think it's a, I think it's a process to really get to a point where it's like, well, maybe this week we'll feature seventy percent men and thirty percent women, but maybe next week we'll flip it around, or maybe at the pay per view, you know, we'll have three women's matches instead of instead of two, kind of thing, you know, it's those kind of those kind of situations. I think I think I'm aging. I think I'm aging myself a little bit here when I say that yeah. you know I grew up in the Attitude Era of professional wrestling, right? And we know oh, yeah. how they treated the women leading up until just recently. And I think, like you said, it is a process, and it's just continue. You know, you have to train them. But the thing here, understand that they're equals. This isn't the right. Attitude Era. We're not going to do bikini. But here's the thing, and this is the trick, and this is why sometimes do. you know. I do get the occasional person, individual, who will be like, "Well, you're always bitching about. You're never happy with, with the the position that women are in. You know, never give. You know, they're not doing bra and panties matches anymore. What more do you want?" The thing, none of what happened to the women's evolution, whatever you want to call it, none of it was a gift. None of it was a gift. It wasn't Vince McMahon popping up one day and say, "Let's give more no. spots to the women." You had women on the inside of the company who were, who were, uh, who were busting their ass and campaigning for more spots here. Plus, on the on the other side, you had mm-hmm. fans who were clamoring for that, who were who were asking for that. I it's get, 
for instance. The give exactly, give, and give it still happens today. Movement. So the minute you know, this we'll, is what we'll I feel, and this is one of the things that we we feel at Bell to Bells at the same time, is that if we if we don't stop being vigilant, it's going to go back to something that we don't want. So that's why we're the squeaky gear. That's why we bitch every week about how AEW doesn't take care of its women despite COVID, despite the fact that they had all these international people and that they can't fly. I get that. I get that. And despite that they have And that they can barely muster up like one quarter hour for them. You know, there's there has been recent episodes of right. Dynamite where there have been no women's matches at all. But let's not talk. Let's not focus on that. But that's the point. It's not that I don't like AEW. I love AEW. We're better off as wrestling fans to have another national uh, wrestling company with a cable TV slot in North America, in 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 the UK. We're better off as fans because. Uh, because and 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 wrestlers are better off it's just better for everyone so i want aw to succeed and i want aw to have a damn good women's division and right now they don't and they're act they're they really are acting like they're wcw in the mid 90s where they oh yeah well sure we have a women's wrestler a women's a women's champion and we'll pull her out once in a while they're, that's exactly what they're doing. So for me, I'm seeing regression and not progress, despite the fact that they themselves position themselves as a progressive thinking company. So I, I, I take them to task out of love. And here's, this is something really important. Criticism, like, and I mean real criticism. I'm not talking about just bitching for the sake of bitching, but real criticism comes from a place of love. Why would I spend my evenings, my Thursday evenings, talking about things that I that I criticizing things, pointing out stuff that I didn't like about wrestling shows if I didn't like wrestling in the first place? Roger Ebert the, went to the movies and he saw movies he loved, but he saw movies he hated at the same time. And he made a career out of it nonetheless, but he he loved the medium so much that he pointed out this movie is goddamn great this movie sucks because he wants the he wanted the the he wanted what he loved what he was passionate about to grow that's the same idea with a lot of us who do on who do criticism not talking all of us there's there's always exceptions but there's a lot of us out there who criticize because we love because we want things to improve i love aew i really sincerely do and i just feel let down by their women's division and the minute that they that they dust themselves off and say okay let's get serious about it i will be the first to throw my hands in the air and cheer when that happens i really really will there's there's your rant (laughs) (laughs) got it Hey, no, that's awesome. That's all good stuff. That was a perfect analogy. The Roger. Well, that's because that's the thing, right? We complain because we and love it's like when you, you, we want it to we want it to get better, right? We it's like sports. Like, yeah, like I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not a. I prefer, I prefer fake sports to real sports between you and I. But 
You know, like when you're when your favorite when your hometown team. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, I know. You, know, you just yeah. call wrestling fake. <laughs> oh, oh um, headlines here. You headlines. know when you when your home oh, team man. isn't doing well. You know, you're gonna you know you, you you call into the talk shows and you bitch about it, and but you know when they start doing well, you're happy. You just, you want the home team to do well. I want wrestling to do well. I don't want. I I, I want I want wrestlers to have great careers. I want, I want, I want wrestling companies to do well and put on great shows for these wrestlers. I mean, the, why wouldn't I want the best? Why wouldn't I expect the best out of all of this? Why, 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 why should I settle? And, and and why should I settle and just like, oh well, this is how it goes. No, I wrestling's been along for a, around for a long time. The old just just sit back and just sit back and enjoy it. Why do you have to critique it? And, Just enjoy the, and there's so, I, and again, I I get the people who I get the people who say that and, and cool, but you know I expect more. I expect more out of that 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 kind of entertainment. Plus, it wouldn't make for a good Thursday <laughs> night if you were just like, yep, I was just entertained by everything. There was, it was all all cool beans across the board, guys. Like you, you just yes. Be, wrestling is a buffet it's not you you take what you want if you don't like peas you don't take peas if you don't like women's wrestling you don't have to watch but there's a second hey i don't like death matches all that i don't all a buffet Uh, but i i I don't need i as i got older i realized like i'm not a fan like i maybe when i was younger i was like that's interesting like cactus jack and you know terry sure because I, I was a big Mick Foley guy growing up, but as I've gotten older, I just I I don't see the appeal in it. But I give my hats off and respect to everyone that does it. I just talked mm-hmm. to a guy that did a death match a couple weeks ago, and I said, "Hands off, dude! I don't know how." And I here's could sit there here's and what I won't do either. Here's something really else that I won't do. I won't I won't go on someone's Twitter who really likes it and start shitting on it. That's his thing. Good for him. Right. I mean, there, yeah, dude. there you go. Different strokes for different folks. That's, that's my, that's my motto in that whole scenario. Like what you like. Love, and it, but it's again, it's all wrestling and it all comes back to making the community yeah. bigger and better. And there's something for everybody. Now, to stick on to the whole women's thing, you've been doing some work yeah. with uh, Pro Wrestling Illustrated's top 100 list, and I am a huge fan of these lists. I do March Madness-style brackets out of these lists yearly, putting the wrestlers against each other in fan votes. So I get really excited about it, and you guys have done quite a few interviews. But if you had to pick out of that top 100 list, maybe somebody that, that the, the casual WWE, AEW fan – Impact fan doesn't know that's going to be a big star. Oh, Who would you in pick? the entire one hundred list? You have to pick more than one. Okay. Yeah, I mean, if if you want to go, no, 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 no. If I'm you want to go to one hundred one or one hundred two. If there's uh, no, it's it's cool. I'm just going. You I'm, got your finger on you. <laughs> sure. Because the top, the I know top five, mean. everybody knows the top. I know five what you mean. Um, I mean, look, stars. there's there's undeniable <laughs> stars, right? Like. Uh, Session Moth Martina, right? Who I had the pleasure to talk with, and she's she's an undeniable wrestling star. Um, 
Ring of Honor right now. She's fantastic. Um, I think, okay. I think you go to women like uh, Elena Black, who is, um, who is a prodigy. She's been wrestling for two years. And she's already she's already racking up tons of experience on the independent circuit. She's uh, she, uh, she wrestled like over sixty matches, I think, in two thousand nineteen, which is wild. Um, she, she's very she's young in age, young in experience, uh, but she's picked it up like a prodigy, right? Uh, she's going to be, and she's she's been on AW Dark a couple of times so far, even so. Uh, so she's going to, she's going to be something big. Um, Faye Jackson, I think is fantastic. Uh, I, I, I think she's one part, one part, super talented, one part hilarious. I think she's great. Uh, let me think. Oh, Giselle Shaw. And you know, there's these mysteries out there. You know, there's these women where you're like, why hasn't anyone picked them up? And this is part of the mystery and the frustration that I often have with AEW, right? And Giselle Shaw trained with Lance Storm. She's Canadian. She's wrestled all over the world. Uh, she wrestles a lot in the UK. And I she's and she wrestles in um women of wrestling as well. Wow. I don't understand why any large company hasn't gobbled her up. Because on top of that, she has she has that WWE women's look that they really really like. You know, she's she's tall. She's uh, she she has long hair, fair haired. She's she's very pretty, and she can go, and she can really 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 go. She was trained by Lance Storm for fuck's sake, you know. Um, so uh, she's fantastic as well. Of course, you know the uh, um. There's uh, um, uh, I'm drawing a blank. <laughs> what I'm drawing a blank? No, because I ha I have her face, and I want to. Hey, you know, it's little swole. Nicole Savoy. I was just gonna say, you and I had talked about Nicole Savoy on Twitter. A few times where it's like AEW. That's that makes no sense to me. She was in the May Young Classic. On top of that, so it it. But I did I did listen to the interview that you guys did with her. Or was it the PWI guys did with her? And she did. Say oh, she loves Shimmer. She really enjoyed yeah. her time at Shimmer, and she wanted to be it. And she wanted to continue to be able to do that. And I don't know if it, 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 it could be, it could be, but you, you, you know, like you have a division, you have a, a women's division who is in that's in pain right now with AEW, you know, it's, it's, it's suffering. Why not just go and pick up these women and have them wrestle? Like, like Serena Deeb is such a good move. It's a fantastic because Deeb is Deeb was a trainer. She's, she's fantastic. Right. So she was, you know, she was a great idea for a pickup. Yep. Um, but um, and, and Nicole Savoy, I don't understand. I still don't understand why she's, she, she, she's not wrestling for, for a company. Yes. You know, I, uh, I, I did interview her and her, uh, her time in shimmer for her is fantastic. That was actually a target for her to make it to shimmer. Um, and she, you know, she won there. 
their their championship. She's uh, she's the longest tenured champion in Shimmer as well. So I mean, you know, there's so many so many women. A lot of all of the women that that I got the chance to interview for the PWI Women's 100, all women that are absolutely amazing. And when you look at their body of work, you know, you it's it's fascinating. It, you just wonder why. And if it's out of their own uh, their own volition, you know, to just be like, no, you know, we're I want to work the indie circuit some more. I want I, I can appreciate that. But sometimes you, you sort of wish you wish you were a fly on the wall uh, of these conversations. Sometimes that they might have with agents or producers or whatever, just to hear what their answers are, what they're what they're really telling. What, what's really going on because i have nothing against you know the uh the, the women that aw are building on dark right i really i appreciate aw dark for everything that it does into building up new talent it's kind of it's their developmental show right to a certain degree but it's just so Yeah, I'd no, like sure, see, exactly. Like yeah, because you know, at some point you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> like once every once every six months, let let out. Yeah, yes, yes. Name. Oh, uh, Kenzie Page, or is it Kenzie Page? My and and Kenzie yeah, Page Kenzie is Page. let good, her get one roll up. But like I said, time. you have it, it, it's yeah. when you turn around and you and you're like, Ken, Kenzie Page is fine. You know, she's still very green, but you have Solo Darling. Who's on the indie? You have Willow Nightingale. You've got uh, uh, Jody Threat, who are all out on the indie circuit and who are phenomenal. Yeah. All you have to train them to do is work f- work for a TV setup, work for a hard cam. Let them learn how to do that, and you're gold. That's all you have to do. It's it's so weird. It, I wonder. Because Cody has mentioned a couple of times that there's going to be a second show that isn't AW Dark. Maybe we'll see some more women's well, programs on that particular show because they're not doing it like you said on Dynamite. And there is a, a plethora of amazing, talented women that don't what? have a you know sure big home. But why why that. wouldn't you put your women you on your flagship show? Even I don't know why they don't. And like we've already ranted about it, which is we can go down that road. I don't, I, I do, I don't want to. Why doesn't Britt Baker? Uh, is phenomenal. I think Britt Baker's doing the best work she's doing. Now, hell, I think Penelope Ford has gotten vastly better over the last. And you know who doesn't suck anymore either is Nyla Rose. Nyla Rose, I will, this is a hill I will die on. She's one of the most improved wrestlers of 2020. She, she oh, she's this, one of my favorites. At the I same point last year, I was cringing at the thought of watching Nyla Rose fantastic. wrestle because I thought she was sloppy. I thought she was dangerous. Didn't think she had good technique. And now, though, my God, and everything is down pat, right down to her character. She is a whole other whim, a whole other woman. But look, look, look at the, look at how they booked the match for for full gear at the, when I, I don't know when this is going to air, but when we're when we're at the time we're recording this. Full gear hasn't been on yet. 
This is recorded okay. on election election so, day, so this will be up. Nyla here. was and 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 uh, Sheeta were just <laughs> dropped into a match, right? Just like, hey, you know, oh, okay, let's let's I'll challenge you, and yeah. uh, okay, I'll accept your challenge, kind of thing. And just like <laughs> two weeks in, Britt Baker, who's been on a comeback tour and has been doing some of the best work she's done since joining AEW, doesn't even have a match. So, again, my question is, oh, yeah, we'll have another show, and then we'll put the women. Why not put the women on your flagship show? Why not put them on the top show? Again, if you treat your women, or any wrestler for that matter, as an afterthought, the audience are going to treat that wrestler or those wrestlers as an afterthought. It all starts from the top. Absolutely agree. And they, they need to do something on their end. Uh, speaking of women's wrestling, and we're talking about how to improve women's wrestling in these shows, there seems to be two big fish out in the free agent market that would change the dynamic of the women's scene, and that's Thunder Rosa and Tessa Blanchard. Do you see them ending up anywhere anytime soon? I know Thunder Rosa came on today and said she's with NWA through the year, so I guess that could be out. But Tessa's still out there. Is she cooled down because of baggage issues? Or um, nobody's interested? Or she, I saw Tony Schiavone doing a Q&A <laughs> last week where someone asked him, you know, what are your thoughts on Tessa Blanchard? Do you think he could, you know, like, like he was reading Twitter questions, right? And it was something to the effect, do you think Tessa Blanchard could be signed by AEW? And the, Tony Schiavone, okay? Uh, he spent his entire adulthood, <laughs> maybe aside from a few years, in the wrestling business. This is a guy who knows the ins and outs. He knows everyone. He knows how it works. Here's a guy. He's sitting there and he's stammering and he's thinking and he doesn't know what to answer. He's like, oh, Tessa, you know, she's good. I love her dads, both of them. He's like, okay. And he skirted the question. <laughs> And he was like, and, and it was an awkward situation where he's just like, I don't know. I don't know. And this is the thing. 18 months ago, you would ask Tony Schiavone, would AEW be interested in signing Tessa Blanchard? He wouldn't even blink without saying, oh, yeah, absolutely. Tessa, fantastic talent. But I, I think she's, she's marked. Yeah, she was on... She was on All In, and she the, the, the women they had at All In that they don't have now is just mind-blowing to me. They had Jordan Grace. They had Tessa. Yeah. They had Madison Rain. They had Chelsea Green. They had Deanna Perazzo. No, De no Deanna just pulled out. She was supposed to be there, but she pulled out because she signed with WWE. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, so, but... Okay, yeah. Thunder Rosa, I think... Uh, marked, I think there's a, a lot... There's a very big mountain that's being made out of a molehill in in regards to 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 her. I think she like I think she's like we said she's still in contract with with NWA uh, uh, yeah with with the um, NWA. She's and I think she's going to be there for a while. And if the NWA and AEW are working more seriously into developing a working relationship, good for them. And that 
that only benefits the women. That's good for the women. Can you give me a second? Yeah, no, just give me a sec because yeah, my my dog's complaining. <laughs> me or is, is, is that the Sorry. dog? Sorry about that. Ah. Oh, get out, get out, get out, get out. Sorry about that. Oh, do your thing. <laughs> it Sorry. wouldn't be a wrestling podcast if it didn't go off. Otherwise, <laughs> that's all good. It's allowed. I've I I did a podcast not too long ago where I was on the side of the highway so, um, changing So, but tires. you know, Th Thunder Rosa, wherever she ends up, she's going to be big. But to me, so, if you ask me, Allison K right now announcing that she's not with NWA anymore, that is that's huge. That's enormous because Allison K is a seasoned veteran. This is the kind of situation where I'm like I where my eyes are wide open. I'm like I am mm -hmm. very very curious to see where she ends up. Uh, of course, everyone is like, AEW, what are you waiting for? And to be frank, yeah, what are you waiting for? Pick this woman up as soon as possible. She's a seasoned vet. She can work with everyone. She's worked television, studio, live crowds. She's done it all. She's done it all. And she's very good at what she does. She's a solid worker. So why not bring her on board? She has attitude problems. They all have attitude problems. Everyone has attitude problems. It's not that that's that's not that even even when we when I'm told oh Tessa Blanche is hard to work with. You know who else was hard to work with? Shawn Michaels. You know, like like <laughs> right. Oh yeah, exactly. The whole, the whole clip you know, was pretty hard to work with if you watch those documentaries. And so, becoming stars. So, you know, I, but to me right now, Allison K, sure. that's that's the big one. That's a really, really, really big one right there. So they need to make that happen for sure. So as we get a little deeper into the time and I, this has been amazing. Like talking about, I wanted to do a podcast with you. I wanted to talk women's wrestling because I've just been so happy mm -hmm. to see it evolve into where it's became and what it is what it's become and what it is now <clears throat> and you're the perfect guy to talk about that but at this point in the show as we get closer to time i always like to just open it up to you and if there's anything you want to talk about that maybe i haven't touched on or that you just this is your floor wow. it can be anything uh, it doesn't have to be wrestling related it can be whatever you uh want. what 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 putting you on the spot <laughs> it's like yeah, here I am. I have a show. I never have <laughs> never have enough topics to. I, I never run out of topics. And here I am. Like, okay, what do you want to talk about? And I'm like, uh, um, um. Well, this is before full gear, right? We're we're this is going to be aired before full gear. Um, I got I'm. I have to. Uh, I have to say, I am yeah. really, really excited for this card. I think full. I, I think I really think full gear is a better card than all out this year. I think it's one of the most. I think it's one of the most exciting that AEW have put together so far. Uh, I, I top to bottom, it, it's it's a fantastic. It's a fantastic pay per view. Um, I I think that Moxley and Kingston has been some of the. It's been the most old school build that I have seen in such a long time. Like it just took a couple of promos and 
and you know it was a match and it's on I the strength of the personality of those now that two i got guys it i can't who stop watching just did the base they did basic stuff man they just cut promos on each other there wasn't like this fancy this oh you stole my jacket or uh we were you know we were a tag team then we slowly broke apart or you know all the stupid tropes <laughs> no stuff, it's just kingston comes in and says uh, you were one of us you sold out and mox is like i used to know you now all you do is complain it's fantastic and it Isn't yeah. it crazy that the two of them, when they when they cut these promos, like you feel it? Like, oh yeah, Eddie Kingston especially when he cuts a promo, I believe that that's from him and not some script or some make believe storyline. Like I believe it when he speaks. So it's it's fantastic. I think haven't caught on to Eddie. I Kingston, think uh, that we're lucky that they're that we're getting Adam Page versus Kenny Omega. I think that's going to be fantastic. I hope. Uh, Kenny doesn't go too melodramatic on us like he's capable of doing sometimes. If they stick to the wrestling, this is going to be an outstanding match. Um, I'm, it, it, I, I have two caveats to this, though. Like, of course I'm excited for FTR and the Young Bucks. Let's start with that. I'm excited for this match. But it's like we were talking about last week on the Wednesday Night Wars show... Uh, Robert DeFelice, shout out Robert, was saying, you know, the whole thing with the Young Bucks at this point in FTR is like putting a hat on a hat on a hat. The first hat for this match was the idea of a dream match. Like these guys have been taking veiled shots and not so veiled shots at each other for years, right? Each considering themselves to be the best tag team in the world. This is a dream match. This has been years in the making and we're we're getting it. So right then and there, you don't need much shenanigans around it to make it worthwhile. I still say it's a main event match. I still think they should finish with this match. Because that that's how big it is. Um and you know the young bucks have oh, said oftentimes, oh the tag teams can main event a pay-per-view. Uh, this is it. This is this is it. If you want to there you go. There you go. If not this tag team match, what other tag team match? That's so. That's the second hat. Exactly. That's the second hat. You put the tag team titles involved in this. Well, I okay. It's another. It's a hat you put on a hat that again we don't really need, but it's there. Uh, it's part of the story of the Bucks that they haven't won the titles all year. They were taken out last year, first round of the tournament for the uh for the to crown the first tag team champions okay yeah like it i it's part of this story and i i i can dig it kind of thing so all right sure we didn't need it but it's a it's a nice it's a nice it's still a nice hat even though you're putting it on top of another hat it's still a nice hat but the third hat that they're adding on with if we don't win the titles we'll never uh wrestle for them again i'm like why why are you adding these ridiculous stakes to this? We don't need to feel like you guys can never wrestle again. Yeah, so Plus, it's still so very fresh in our memory when Cody did that just a few months ago, about a year. 
We don't need that. We don't need the Young Bucks saying, we're not going to wrestle for the titles if we lose. To add some drama or some gravitas to this match, that... Yeah, on top of that. And we all I know think that I, they write the show. They don't have to do that. <laughs> they didn't need to add that because they wrote it in. That that says to me that they're going to win, but then that also cheapens the F. That kind of makes the FDR exactly. title so, reign a little. Uh, was I don't think suspect. we needed it, and I don't short. think we needed all the so anyway. The, the storyline, I think, I, I I think it was a misstep. Just like I think. The whole stuff, like I think they've, I I think they're they they've mismanaged MJF a bit. I don't think that they used him to his true potential. I, I you know I think the whole build up to his fight with Mox at All Out with the campaigning stuff. I thought it was too much. You didn't need it. I think the whole thing with Chris Jericho right now entertaining at times. Don't get me wrong, but. I, again, I think it's a little too much to, because MJF is such a – he's such a good talker and a good heel. Recently, yeah. like uh, on, 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 on my Patreon, I have uh, – after I do the main show, um, the patrons can come join me in call-ins, right, on, on my post stream. And one of the – recently, one of, the, one of the, the, the talking points that we have is who's the best heel in wrestling right now? And uh, no, <laughs> no, but uh, there, there were some very good, uh, some, you know, some very good uh, um, uh, offers, uh, some very good ideas that were put out there, um, in, in, to the effect that, you know, Tommaso Ciampa is such a good heel. We're glad to see him back. Jay White is, such, is so good at it as well. And no one mentioned MJF. Now, if we, again, go back a year. A year, a year removed, 2019, you start talking, you strike up a conversation of who's the best heel in the business right now, and unquestionably you have people t saying MJF right off the top of their – what's that? It's MJF. That, that whole thing – And he was so good regardless. He, he was good outside whole, of it because whole, he was like, – he's smart was as a whip, and he can pull out those oh. – those amazing burns right just off the top of his head he's so good now i feel like it's they're just like drowning him in in these concepts these gimmicks like it's very very gimmicky where i don't think that he needs it i think he's good enough to work a mic and generate heat without pretending that he's on a campaign without pretending that or a town hall, that kind. Because I didn't like the town hall segment. I thought it dragged. Or at him. a town hall, I, it felt unnecessary, and I think it takes away. Absolutely, it's awesome. It's awesome that we're getting Jericho mm -hmm. and MJF at a pay per view because I think that's an awesome passing of the torch type moment. <laughs> but it's a weird stipulation to be like, if you beat me, you're in the inner circle. Yeah. Like, you can join my group after. Wouldn't it be the opposite? Me? You like, know, why would like, I want the dude that just kicked it, my it's ass? It's like, do group. the right thing. <laughs> do the right thing. Lay down exactly. for me. Do the job. Yeah. And I'll let you in. And to do a town hall. <sighs> yeah. If anything, you know. 
Exactly. Finger poke of doom, if anything. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I'm waiting for a finger poke of, poke of doom to bring itself back up. <laughs> I know. Just... I know. But here's the I thing. Know, like, it's, and it's like we were talking about criticism. This is not going so to take away my team. excitement for but the pay-per-view. It's not taking away my excitement for the for the matches and in and about themselves. I I just – like, I'm seeing how they're taking care of him. Sure. Yes. And even though anything, I'm you're now curious as to how they're they're, why they're handling MJF this yeah. way, I'm still excited to see him fight Chris Jericho. That's That goes without saying. Well, I'm. I mean, I'm excited to see Sheeta versus other, Rose. Uh, regardless, I thought their match at Double or Nothing was outstanding. It was the best women's match that AEW put on so far. Right. It was really, really good. So they have chemistry. They work well together. What's that? Sure. Yeah, I'm but glad they went back to the well. I'm well, just wondering why Britt Baker's not on Sheeta Rose well because it was good the, the last time. Maybe. Maybe she'll get involved. Oh, I yeah, don't she's know. Been... I maybe their weight. She's. I think she's fully cleared. She's been wrestling. I'm not sure what they're doing with her, but I don't think she's. It's like the MJF problem. She's not going to get any bigger than she was this summer. With and she was hurt and she was that big, and now it's like you got to strike while the iron's hot when you've got something. Yeah, I agree. I agree. If you really going, have to strike while while it's hot and Britt Baker despite being out for most of the summer uh she's the hottest woman in she's the hottest woman in AEW so you, i don't know that it's all baffling to me right But regardless, like you said, we're, we're going to be interested in full gear. I'm excited for it. You're excited for it. But on that note, we're we're getting close here. I've kept you. Like I said, you're a busy man. You got a lot going on. So uh, well, you can the, the, you can, can follow me uh, follow me on Twitter at Mr. Warren Hayes. That's where you know everything gets plugged out. That's where it happens. That you you can go there. Otherwise, subscribe to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes. Uh, every Thursday night, 9 p.m. Eastern, I go live, talk about wrestling. Fun chat room as well. Come and join us there. Uh, if you can't, you can always watch it on your own accord. Or you can find uh, you can find me on your favorite podcast app as well. I'm there. Again, the Mr. Warren Hayes show. Uh, all the shows end up there. They might not be live, but they're there nonetheless. Uh, and uh, bell to bells that beltabells.com that's the uh that's the other project for everything related to women's wrestling b e l l t o b e l e s.com and once again thank you Warren for stopping by and chatting with us for the last hour or so on our end, everybody, make sure you follow us on Wrestling Plug Inc. on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We got the WordPress going. I just dropped an article with the public no, public enemy number one, Eric, Eric Dillinger, just before I went on air with Warren. So go ahead and check that out. It'll be on Facebook and all those. And once again, Warren, thank you very much for your time. And until next time, we 